Hey, Risho here at George Mason University. I'm here today with a colleague of mine, Dr. Daniel Ferguson, who is an assistant professor of early childhood education uh, here with me at George Mason University. And we're gonna briefly share about this amazing opportunity coming up this summer. Um, Daniel and I are gonna be running a summer study abroad program to Finland. Um, the program runs May 26th to June 11th, 2023. Uh, the program focuses on the Finnish education system, as well as sports, fitness, health, and health promotion in Europe. Uh, both Daniel and I will be on the trip and we're hoping to combine forces to blend education and health and fitness uh, through the summer program. So uh, let me introduce Daniel and then also ask uh, kind of from you, Daniel, what, what was your interest in putting this program on? Yeah, thank you, Risto. Um, Finland's been on my radar for quite a while. Um, I would say that, you know, most people um, are familiar generally with how well Finland uh, has done on uh, PISA tests and things like that, that kind of put it on an international map. Um, but I actually remember my very first semester at Teachers College, we read a book by Pazi Salberg, um, who's a Finnish educator and researcher. And one of the things that, uh, I, that I was really surprised by was um, the the way in which the Finnish education system, while achieving so well uh, on these international tests, uh, in practice, we're doing things like um, uh, delaying uh, the time that they start doing formal reading instruction for young children. So whereas in the United States, often the case is when we want to improve reading scores, we try to start teaching it earlier and earlier. And in fact, it looked like, well, Finland is someone who excels in literacy at an international level, and yet they're doing the opposite of that. Yeah. There was also like more vacation, uh, uh, more family support and things like that. So kids are in some ways not spending as much time in school and yet getting um, as much benefit as they could out of it. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's interesting because I, I went to that yeah. lecture with uh, Bossy Salberg when he, when he presented at Teachers College. And... Um, oh, yeah, he, he came in and he did a when his book launched, he did a he did a stop over there and uh, he he shared about a lot and obviously like I I know being from Finland I know a lot about the Finnish education system just by being closer to that. Um, but it's interesting too, like they have ninety percent of the educators who start in education stay in education for the rest of their careers, versus the U.S. Like we don't mm -hmm. have ninety percent that make it through year one. And they, you know, they have a really set time of like outdoor time, you know, you teach for 45 minutes and then you go outside for 15 minutes and you come back and back and forth. So the systems are, are really different in, in certain ways. But the biggest thing that I remember, um, like what Bassi Salberg said in his lecture was people always ask him, like, why is Finland so good? Like, why is Finland doing so well in international education? Um, when we look at it, and he said, in the 1970s, 80s, and 90s, Finnish researchers traveled to the U.S., and they came home with two uh, luggages filled with research articles, and they implemented the research that was being done in Finland, or being done in the U.S., they put it into action in Finland. And so it's, it's a cool mm -hmm. way to tra like transform this research-to-practice gap. You can just take a nine hour flight to Finland and, and see it for yourself. 
Absolutely. And I mean, and that's the other real reason that I'm excited about this, especially to kind of bring students, because I have had experiences being in other education systems beyond uh, the U.S. system. And anytime you do that and you're kind of um, can see firsthand a, a concrete difference in the way that school is run and what kids are allowed to do and what they eat uh, and how much time they're given to do things. Uh, general rules or practices, we often take for granted that those are not um, across the board something that everybody does. And so as soon as you kind of see those, any of those kind of like specific concrete details, it just opens your eyes to the possibilities of what education can be. Yeah. And um, I think Finland is a, is a wonderful place for us to um, provide an eye-opening experience for our students. And, you know, you and I have talked too about the, the kind of connections that we might have uh, between thinking about um, children's bodies and their minds as being educated or being supported within an education system. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think with this, um, with our kind of combined interests, we're, we're able to explore some of that. Um, well, let me ask you, why don't you um, give us an overview of the courses that we're going to be uh, talking about in Finland? Yep. So uh, there's six units. So two courses, three units each. So you have six, uh, six credits. Uh, the first class is on the Finnish education system. Uh, the other is on physical activity, sports, health and health promotion. And that takes an international perspective. Um, the courses are a part of the like they have an international summer school at the University of Uvascula, it's done, it's gone every single year. Um, and so the classes are actually taught by university faculty. So the person teaching about the Finnish education system is a Finnish professor uh, of education. Um, and the classes will have a diverse group of students from all around the world that either come in in small groups or individually just to go into, um, into the summer school that we'll be taking part of. Awesome. And Risto, you visited the campus and the city of Uvascula last year? Yeah, so I actually went, I, um, I went on a 2019 um, kind of like a, a research sabbatical that I had and I gave a lecture there. So it was a little, little while ago and I went when it's much colder. Um, but, you know, I, I planned on going a lot and obviously the pandemic has kind of slowed that down. Um, but Uvascula as a city is really walkable, really bikeable. It's a big university town. Um, it's a major, major education university for specifically health and physical education. It is one of two or three places in the country that you go to become a physical education teacher. And I'd say about 80 to 90% of, of PE teachers go through the UVascular program. Um, there's a really big lake, uh, lake right by the university. Um, if you're interested in architecture, Alvar Aalto, it's a really uh, famous Finnish architect, has designed some of the buildings on, on the campus there. Um, there's a big bike path all around the city that you can take. Um, so really good, healthy, uh, active, outdoor city. And if you want to look a little bit more about what that looks like, uh, Daniel and I recorded a video. Uh, it's up on YouTube right now that shows you about the program and then also it finishes off with a video about Uvascula and you can see that video in the in the notes to the podcast. All right, great. So one question I often get when uh, students are asking about 
a different part of the world uh, that you've been to is what's the food like uh, if they're interested in going. So can I ask you to um, describe typically what people could expect to be eating if they were uh, at the university or in the city? Yeah, so some of the food is going to come from the uh, cafeteria that's at the university, which is uh, conveniently subsidized by the Finnish government. So the cost of food when you're there on campus is is great. Uh, Finland, all from K to 12, all the way through, um, has school a uh, really healthy school lunch program. Um, so the food is healthy. It's local. Um, you know, Helsinki and and Uvascula are international cities because there's a lot of international students that go to the university. So in and around the town, there's food from all over the world. Um, but, you know, if you go to any restaurant, any food hall in the cafeteria, everything is marked by the dietary restrictions. So if it's gluten-free, vegetarian, vegan, um, Finland's take takes that very seriously. It's a really easy... Uh, country to navigate with dietary restrictions. Um, there's a lot of people who are lactose intolerant, um, gluten uh, gluten intolerance, all that. So uh, that's one thing you don't have to worry about in Finland for sure. That's great. Uh, so um, it seems to go hand in hand too with the emphasis on physical activity to have yep. a lot of good food to go with it. Absolutely. Um, well, the second question that I often get from students um, uh, about a study abroad program is whether there might be scholarships or financial aid that could help to assist with the program fee. Yeah, so financial aid, uh, just filling out your FAFSA, if you have financial aid left over at any point or you can defer that to a summer program, um, you can pay the, in the full program fee with FAFSA money, whether that's a Pell Grant or um, other other aid or or um, loans. Um, the Global Education Office also offers scholarships, and we're going to link to that in the show notes as well. Or you can just type into Google George Mason University Study Abroad Scholarships, and it'll drop you down. I think it's the second link that usually comes up that takes you directly to the scholarship website. And of course, there's other organizations that offer uh, funding, and those are all linked on the. Uh, Global Education Office website as well. Great. So maybe now's a good time to share the cost of our program too. Yeah. So the cost, this, this is kind of how the cost works. If, if you would be at George Mason as a regular student taking two summer classes on campus at Mason, not traveling abroad, just normal, uh, normal classes, if you take six units, it would cost $3,279 just taking the classes on campus. The cost of this specific program, which includes uh, housing at the university, when we're at Uvascula, you have uh, about 10 or 11 nights there. Hotels in Helsinki, you have two uh, nights of hotel there. You have ground transportation, so the trains to and from, buses, some of the meals that you're gonna be having with the, um, uh, at the university. Some, we have a big ending dinner in Helsinki and the tuition and fees. So everything included, tuition fees, and, and that is only $121 more. So the complete cost of the program is $3,400. Now, you still have to buy your flights, uh, but you can modify those to stay um, in Europe after um, the program's done. Um, again, you have the financial aid option if you, if you have that. 
and the scholarships through the Mason Broad website. And one thing that I want to note is you don't have to be a Mason student to enroll. Uh, it's the same cost for any other university undergraduate. So if you're at North Carolina or Alabama or in a university in California, you can pay $3,400, get that six units of credit um, to be on this uh, study abroad with us. Wow. So basically, if I had two goals this summer, one is to take two classes for which I uh, can use my financial aid if I, if I have it. Um, and I wanted uh, to uh, take a trip to Europe. I could do both of those with this program uh, for the cost of the tuition, which I was already expecting to pay, plus a flight there. Yeah, exactly. And you'd get to spend time with me and you, which is should be like of the course. highlight, obviously. Added value. Added value. Added value. And the professors and the professors that you've asked about. Yes, exactly. Uh, you you also said there's you said there's places that uh, you could visit after the program too. Like you wouldn't necessarily have to immediately come back to the U.S. after um, our two week study abroad is over. You could go to another country. You could go to another city if you wanted yep. to. And, How and, would you go about? It? Yeah, and that that's the benefit of not buying group flights that everybody leaves on the 26th and comes back on the 11th. The program ends on June 11th in Helsinki. That's a Sunday, right? So the mandatory in-person content stops then. You'll still have some asynchronous journals to polish up, some other small things um, for maybe like a week, depending on how studious you are during your time in Uvascula. Um, But you can do that from wherever you are in the world. Um, the beginning and end of the program is in Helsinki, which is the capital and your program fees include the hotel stays on both ends, which are part of the program. So the day we get in, we have a hotel. And then the d day before we leave, we have a hotel. Um, and you have one free weekend in Uvascula during the program, that, that weekend from the 26th to the 11th. And you can opt to get on a train and go to Helsinki and explore on your own. Or you can go to the, this amazing national park near the university Um but as we're traveling for the program, and, and this, is, this would be on your own, uh, own dime, um, Helsinki is just a two-hour ferry, uh, ferry ride from Tallinn, that's the capital of Estonia. You can take an overnight ferry to Stockholm, that's the capital of Sweden. Uh, and then the Helsinki airport also connects you with direct flights all over. There's some low-cost airlines. Uh, Finnair is pretty reasonable. Um, you can go to Vienna, Rome, um, you know, Berlin, Copenhagen, Oslo, all of those you can get to with direct flights from uh, from the Helsinki International Airport. Yeah, so again, if it if it if you're a person who is already planning to take two courses and this would fit in uh, with uh, courses for your pro electives for your program, and you also wanted to spend some time traveling this summer, this would be a relatively low cost way that you could do both. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I just wanted to remind everyone again that uh, uh, we created a YouTube video that shows a little bit more about what Finland looks like, uh, uh, specifically the city of Uvascula. Um, and there's limited spots available for this program too. So we want to encourage everybody to apply early. The official application deadline is March 10th. Is that right? Yeah, March 10th. Um, but honestly, if... Um, if everyone could apply earlier than that, uh, it would be uh, advantageous to make sure that you can secure a spot on this trip. Uh, it's open to all undergraduates, 
Um, and we really want to see everyone's application. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, everybody, if you are uh, interested, all the notes on how to apply and where to find more information can be found on uh, the podcast notes, or you can look up um, either one of us um, through our faculty profiles and email us through there. Thanks. <laughs>